A word of warning. This podcast may contain themes that some listeners might find distressing. Not always, but sometimes. However, this podcast will definitely contain strong language. Therefore, if neither of these things sound appealing, it's probably not the podcast for you then, is it? And now, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by literally fucking no one. Why would it? No one that has any money or sense has ever heard of me or my podcast. Probably quite a bad financial decision to invest in a podcast this early on. But if somebody did want to sponsor it, I hope it would be somebody that makes pizza. You know, like Domino's, Papa John's, I'll even settle for Pizza Hut. Something along those lines. Hmm, that'd be great. Hello and welcome to this, the Narcissist Ramblings podcast with me, the Narcissist Psychologist. Today, I'm going to be talking about the psychological principle of cognitive dissonance and how this applies to the men of the world who say, not all men. Before I get stuck into that, if you found this podcast through Instagram, then you probably know who I am. But if by some small chance this podcast of mine has become an overnight sensation, which let's face it, it probably hasn't, then it makes sense for me to introduce myself. If you already know who I am and you really you don't give a shit about this part, you can skip ahead to the good stuff and, you know, I won't be offended. The Narcissist Psychologist is obviously not my name, and whether you want to believe it or not, I am actually a clinical and forensic psychologist registered with the ATPC. In my day job, I work in both prisons and secure healthcare settings, and because of this, it's recommended that I practice what's called online safety. For that reason, I keep who I am pretty enigmatic and mysterious. <laughs> On Instagram, I try and look at the world through the lenses afforded to me by my clinical and forensic training, and as part of that, I've decided to do a podcast along similar lines. I host this podcast on a website called Substack. The reason for this is because I can upload both audio and written content, which caters to those who prefer to either listen or to read things they want to learn about. So what we have here is a bit of a test of how this platform works. If you have followed me on Instagram before, you will know I briefly did a feature called Voice Rambles, where I basically did this, but in under 15 minutes, and I've recorded one of my original voice rambles for this podcast, the one about cognitive dissonance, obviously. Alongside the re-recording, I've also transcribed this podcast for those of you who might want to read it on my Substack website instead. Some of you may have heard these musings about cognitive dissonance and men who say not all men before. And if you have, I thank you for taking the time back then to listen to my bullshit, and I hope you don't mind hearing it again. Alternatively, you could just stop listening to it and go do something that's not a waste of your time. <laughs> but if this is the first time you are hearing this, I hope you find it interesting, and I fucking hope I don't bore you to tears. Will this be funny? Probably not. Will it be entertaining? I guess that kind of depends on what your definition of entertainment includes. Will it be informative? I hope so, otherwise it's just a fucking waste of your time and mine. And finally, before we get stuck in, I just need to make two caveats. Everything I'm discussing here is merely hypothesis and a bit of a psychological formulation about something that I've been thinking about for a long time, based on the psychological principle of cognitive dissonance. I'm not diagnosing anyone, I'm not saying any of this is fact, it's merely a stream of hypothetical consciousness about a subject that I've been wondering about for a while. The second thing is that this podcast contains um, discussion of sexual violence against women. I don't go into any great detail about any specific acts of sexual violence, but it is a topic of conversation that has the potential to be upsetting. So if you aren't in the best place to listen right now, I suggest you look after yourself first and maybe come back to this later. 
Equally, if this is not something that you want to listen to at all, that, you know, also makes perfect sense. Cognitive dissonance and not all men. As I've said, the reason I've chosen to talk about this is because I've been curious about what makes some men say not all men. I say some men because I recognise, as I'm sure many of you do, that it is obviously not all men who commit sexual offences or acts of sexual aggression towards women. <clears throat> and that there are actually men out there who are willing to do the work and to listen to women and to try and make society safer and reduce gendered violence against women. So, when I talk about men today, I'm specifically focusing on the men who basically respond to women's experiences and fears of violence by saying, you can't say that, it's not all men. Now, to my mind, I reckon there's probably three kinds of not all men men. The first kind are those whose experiences towards women on a day-to-day -day basis are probably so steeped in sexism and misogyny that they don't actually know that anything they're doing is wrong and it would never even register to them that they're doing anything that would make a woman feel uncomfortable or threatened. It's also quite likely, not a definitive fact, but quite likely that they are potentially the biggest perpetrators of everyday occurrences of sexual harassment and sexual assault. The second kind of not all men, men, are probably those who have been respectful of women for all their life and who have actually been quite aware of their behaviour and, you know, sort of strive to make sure that women, that women don't feel uncomfortable and have wanted to treat women with dignity and respect. They may understandably be quite insulted by being as what they see as lumped with men who commit acts of sexual aggression towards women. To which I say, your sense of feeling insulted and the anger you that may go with this is quite valid. But if you are angry about this, then you should probably be directing your anger towards the people who are dragging your sense of identity through the mud. The third kind of not all men that I want to talk about are the ones who may potentially be experiencing cognitive dissonance since the start of the Me Too movement, and pretty much any time the headlines have news about a woman who has been murdered or raped at the hands of a man. And then women, you know, have to kind of beg for their right to live in a world free from threat of men and, you know, who want to kill them and rape them. And um, so it's these men that I'm going to be talking about a little bit more specifically. But before we get into that, I thought I'd talk briefly about cognitive dissonance and what it is. Cognitive dissonance is a theory that was put forward by somebody called Leon Festinger in 1957, and it relates to the idea that we can experience mental discomfort when we're exposed to two conflicting pieces of information, beliefs, attitudes, or values. It usually happens when something we believe in is challenged by a new piece of information that contradicts how we've previously seen the world or the ways that we've previously acted. And this mental discomfort can usually make itself known through feelings of disgust or shame or guilt, even anxiety and anger. A quick example of this is smoking. So, when somebody who enjoys smoking has to then give up smoking for health reasons, so say for example if they're diagnosed with cancer, or social reasons like when the smoking ban came into pubs and clubs, this can cause dissonance because what they want to do, which is smoke, is something that they can't do because they've given, been given new pieces of information, either that their health is in jeopardy or that because the government has changed the rules about smoking and they can't do it. Um, there are a few ways to resolve dissonance, but this is something that we'll um, come to in a little bit. What the fuck does cognitive dissonance have to do with men who say, not all men, I hear you ask? And what a valid question. I guess my theory is, and again, this is just my own theory, nothing more, 
My theory is that before the Me Too movement, there were probably a lot of men who may have behaved towards women in ways that uh, they were socialized to behave. So by this, I'm sort of talking about laddish behavior. And I think you know what I mean when I say laddish behavior. And I think they acted this way because they didn't think that there was anything wrong with what they were doing. Because why would they? You know, everyone else everyone else around them was behaving in, in these ways. And in fact, they were probably being encouraged by their friends, family, other, other male role models in their life. And, you know, this way of acting was pretty much popularized and normalized in, in media through TV, film and music. However, I guess over the last few years, there has been a far greater understanding of what constitutes sexual assault and sexual harassment, and harassment in general. I would argue that probably rape has been somewhat more understood and defined, but even the act of rape has been muddied by the pervasiveness of rape myths and the continued uncertainty around what constitutes clear and unambiguous consent. But I think before the Me Too movement, sexual assault and sexual harassment were probably thought to be something that only sexual perverts or predators do, and that these acts were probably being committed by people who would also rape women. But it's fast becoming more common knowledge that behaviours, even everyday behaviours such as wolf whistling and catcalling, can fall under the categories of sexual assault and harassment. And I think it's with this greater understanding of what now constitutes sexual harassment and assault that a lot of men who would never have considered themselves to be that type of person to commit those type of acts are now potentially having a mirror held up to their past behaviours and discovering that actually, maybe once or twice or maybe quite frequently in the past, they may have acted in ways that made women feel uncomfortable or intimidated or even threatened. And it's possible that they've actually sexually assaulted or have been quite consistent in sexually assaulting women. And this is where the dissonance comes in. Men who have previously seen themselves as normal men, doing normal things, have in fact potentially been committing lesser acts of sexual violence. I say lesser acts because I'm referring to the fact that sexual violence occurs on a continuum of severity. At the extreme end, you have acts like rape, while maybe at the lower, less severe end, you would have something like catcalling or wolf whistling. I'm not trying to, to diminish the impact of any of these lesser acts and how they might make women feel, but what I am saying is that the large majority of men are probably responsible for perpetrating acts on the lower end of the sexual aggression spectrum. But this kind of revelation can probably mess with how somebody sees themselves and potentially how they think others see them. And I wonder if it's maybe how these men think other people see them, which is the main issue here. And therefore, understandably, this brings with it a lot of guilt, shame, disgust and anger. And anger is where it gets really interesting and where this potentially fits in with a lot of not all men men who experience cognitive dissonance. It's my personal view that I think a lot of not all men men who experience cognitive dissonance feel angry. And I think they're probably angry at women. I don't think they're probably angry at women. I think they definitely are angry at women because that's where they're directing their anger at. This is likely because they almost see women as having pulled back this veil on their previous behaviors and are saying, you know, the way that you acted in the past isn't actually cool and we're not happy about what you've been doing. And I guess that's a nice way of saying it. I'm sure there's a lot of women who have said it and would say it a lot more directly and bluntly than that. But whilst no woman is definitively saying that all these men are perverts and sexual predators, that's possibly how they see themselves now, you know, lumped in with the Weinsteins of the world. And what they need to do now is find a way in which to resolve the dissonance, this new view of themselves as caused, and achieve what's called cognitive consistency, which is where how you see yourself and what you believe in is actually in line with how you actually act. So, there's three ways in which to alleviate the mental discomfort caused by cognitive dissonance. The first is by acquiring newer information that disputes the information that has caused the dissonance in the first place. So, 
One of the ways in which I've noticed this happening is when not all men men will go to great lengths, and I'm saying great lengths, to dispute verified statistics that exist about violence and sexual violence against women. I had one guy who in the comments section of a post I'd made where I put that one in five women in America reported either a completed or attempted rape, he told me that he knew approximately 20 women and not one of them had been raped. So, this just goes to show that he didn't necessarily understand how to apply statistical data to the real world. But anyway, that's one of the ways in which not all men men do this. Another way in which they um, do this is by derailing the conversation. So, for example, by saying, actually, men are sexually assaulted too, so why are you just talking about sexual violence towards women? And I guess that this is possibly one of the ways in which that not all men men reduce their cognitive dissonance by going, nope, your facts aren't right because this is how I see the world and it makes me feel better about anything that I may have done in the past to possibly contribute towards this huge rate of sexual violence against women. The second way to balance our cognitive dissonance is by reducing the importance of the new dissonant information. And this is quite literally the embodiment of the statement of not all men. The phrase is designed to invalidate the fear that women have when they talk about being wary or fearful of men. Not all men is potentially a statement to make men feel better about their own transgressions. And if they can say that not all men are rapists and not all men are sexual assaulters and harassers, then it's possible that they can count themselves in those numbers and thereby not have to face up to what they did or just pretend to the outside world that they didn't do any of that and that they've never done anything to make a woman feel uncomfortable, intimidated or threatened. Now, the third way of dealing with cognitive dissonance, and I would argue that this is potentially around this particular issue, the one to go for, is to change one's behavior or attitudes to align with the new information that's created the dissonance. In simple terms, this is to just listen to when women are telling us what makes them feel scared or uncomfortable and to just simply stop doing that. Now, it's entirely possible that not all men men would have already stopped doing their behavior and recognized that what they have been doing would be classed as harassment and assault. But yet they're still out there saying not all men to try and displace the previously mentioned feelings of anger and guilt. But taking the behavioural and attitudinal change one step further would entail that these cognitively dissonant men acknowledge that what they've done in the past was not ideal, to accept that actually, yes, they've made some mistakes in the past and to understand that how they were acting was based on the information that they had at the time, but then acknowledging it, accepting it, and then moving forward to make changes and reparations. And reparations can come in so many forms. The internet and social media is full of resources about how men can become better allies towards women and promote gender equality. So I'm not going to bang on about that too much here. And I know I've made that sound really easy to just acknowledge and to accept that one may have done some bad things in the past. I know that those things pose their own difficulties. But I guess coming to terms with what you have done and then choosing to move forward in a different direction and act in a different way is surely much better than just continuing to shout not all men and by doing so invalidating the lived experience of women who have experienced constant sexual violence and sexual aggression in numerous forms and to varying degrees so there you have it that's my two pence worth on cognitive dissonance and why some men who in discussions about women's experiences of sexual violence and violence at the hands of men will declare that it's not all men. In summary, I think there are possibly three kinds of these men. Firstly, there's the kinds of men whose views on women are so deeply entrenched in sexism they would be oblivious to anything that was even remotely inappropriate in their interactions with women. 
Secondly, there's the kind of men who genuinely respect women and who have never done anything to make a woman feel uncomfortable but take umbrage at being lumped together with men who do commit acts of violence, sexual or otherwise. And finally, there are men who, now that the understanding of what constitutes sexual violence and assault and harassment has broadened, try to ease any guilt they might have over past behaviours using strategies to balance their cognitive dissonance. Well done for getting to the end. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no prize other than my gratitude and to say thank you for listening. Hopefully you found it interesting and hopefully you'd want to share this with your friends, your family and potentially other men in your life who you think might benefit from listening to this podcast. And if you are a man, it wasn't my intention to, for this to be a telling off. There were just some thoughts that I had that I thought might be helpful to think about and to share. I would also say that as a man, acting on previous information is understandable and I guess permissible in some way. And some of the things that you've done in the past might not be ideal and that's not great either. But holding on to guilt or defending against it and not doing anything about it doesn't actually do anything for anyone. If you are presented with new information and you are told that the way in which you acted was harmful, but you choose to do nothing about that, or you choose to carry on acting in the same way that you previously have, then that actually makes you part of the problem. Equally, if in your view you have never acted towards a woman in a way that could have left her feeling uncomfortable, but you choose to do nothing at all about any of this, if you choose to sit back and declare that this has nothing to do with you, that also kind of makes you part of the problem. Because silence and doing nothing about a shitty situation is as bad as creating the shitty situation in the first instance. So anyway, hopefully this has given you and others something to think about. As I said earlier, I'd be really interested in hearing your thoughts on this, you know, and on the podcast in general too. It was my first go at doing this and it is highly possible. <laughs> Highly possible that the production value is slightly lacking compared to other podcasts you've, you may have listened to. But as somebody said earlier this week, you got to start messy. So it's possible that this can only get better. Maybe. But if you want to get in touch, you can mainly find me on Instagram at The Narcissist Psychologist, on Twitter at The Narcissist Psych, although it's pretty shit on Twitter. Um, or if you're a fucking keen bean, you can email me at The Narcissist Psych, all one word at gmail.com all right i think that's it for me for now uh first podcast smashed it mate <laughs>